Do you ever struggle with thinking that you aren't good enough to be the person you wish you were? I mean, you may have this amazing goal or dream of how you wish your life would look like, but deep down you say to yourself, there's just no way that that could actually be me though. It's like you got this doubt parasite just swarming around in you, making its appearance every time you try to go make moves. Well, on today's podcast, we're going to locate that doubt parasite, go straight Ghostbusters on it, and eradicate it from your memory. But before we get into that, let's talk about a book I'm listening to this week, The Art of Exceptional Living by Jim Rome, one of my favorite books ever. Jim teaches that you don't have to be a super achiever. You don't have to be unusually creative. You don't have to endure great obstacles because according to success expert Jim Rome, you don't have to do exceptional things at all. Just doing ordinary things exceptionally well. That's the art of exceptional living. It is a book that will absolutely reshape the way you think of yourself and put you on the right track for success. On today's episode, I am excited to be joined by one of the best direct sales trainers on the planet. Frazier Brooks. Frazier has helped thousands of people around the world overcome the issue of running out of people to talk to. He created the Ninja Networker in 2017, which is a community of marketers wanting to build their business using social media and has grown it to over 2,000 networkers in just its first year. Today, he spends his time traveling the world speaking for different team events, company conventions, and leader retreats. Frazier is an absolutely amazing human and has helped me personally overcome self-doubt in my life, so I am beyond fired up for you to hear this episode on the Len Jones part YouTube podcast for the first time. On this podcast, we discuss the emergence of messenger bots and how you can use them in your business, overcoming self-doubt to become the person you were meant to be, how to treat your life like an experiment to find what works, and staying in line with your target market and ensuring that you're speaking their language. As always, you can watch this podcast with Frazier and I live on YouTube. And so without further ado, episode 68, let's jump into it. with Frazier Brooks, man, the traveler from all around the world. Whenever you look at Frazier, you have no idea where he's at. It's like, instead of it's where's Waldo, it's where's Frazier. <laughs> you know, it's funny as well, because I actually look a little, little bit like where's Waldo. Uh, so, you know, and I'm getting like group photos of people around the world, then like you literally see them on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. There he is. So, Mate, it's a, it's a pleasure to be here. It's an honor. I've been watching you grow, and this podcast is just kicking ass. So I, uh, I appreciate you for stepping up and, and helping you know, contribute to the world and the value because I'm a great believer in the person who gives the most value is often the one who wins. Uh, but it's, a, it's kind of a, a win-win situation. You win because you give the value and you get stuff back from it, but also you give, you're giving value and you're helping people grow. So I appreciate the fact that you did that. Absolutely. And that's what you're doing every single day. And you're one of a very small group of people that has stepped outside of a, of a small group of people. And when I mention that, there's a lot of people when they're building a business, you know, they learn about online marketing and it sounds super sexy, super awesome. And they want to learn more and they get started and maybe they build a website, maybe they start collecting a list, uh, but it really kind of goes past that. And that's kind of like that, that stump that stops a lot of people. And then there's people like yourself, Bob Heilig, uh, you know, Rob Sperry, a couple other industry leaders inside of the space that take it to the next level and they just don't give up and they keep moving forward. And you've defined yourself inside this small group of people that actually makes a full-time living training and coaching people from all around the world. Did you see yourself doing this, say, 10, 15 years ago? Or how has that evolution been? No. So... 
my background is my parent. I was born into entrepreneurship in terms of my mum and dad. They came from nothing. Um, their first ever exposure into the network marketing industry, I was in the womb in the room. So I was there with them when they first got exposed to network marketing. So they ended up making tens of million do- millions of dollars, super successful, but I wasn't. I was massively introverted. So when I joined the industry of network marketing, it was eight, well, technically it was July 2019. So it's been coming up to 11 years now. Uh, when I started, I would, honestly, there's not, be, there's not been a network marketer that's been worse than me. Maybe the same level, but never worse. There just there just wasn't. I, I like, and this is someone who was the son of someone who had made millions and millions and millions and millions and millions, and I just couldn't do it, man. And do I believe? Do I do I ever imagine that I'd be here now? No. It was only three months ago where I actually sat because I I don't reflect very often because the more I reflect, the kind of the bigger the, the ego doesn't grow. But it's just a thing when you reflect. You realize where you've gone, and sometimes your ego can grow. Um, so I, it's just a, it's a weird thing that I do. I don't reflect so much, so I don't allow it to do that. And I do. I kind of reset in different ways. But it was only three months ago, just before Christmas. I was sat on the sofa, and I got a text from Jordan Adler, the author of Beach Money. And I was just, I was like, yeah, texting about, yeah, thanks, mate. Really appreciate you doing that. Blah 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 blah. And then I just stepped back and thought, I've just called Jordan Adler mate because I actually class him as a mate. And I'm thinking, three years ago, I was at an event, sorry, four four years ago, I was at an event and Jordan Adler was one of the talkers and I could not believe when he walked past me and I was like seven people away from him, I looked at him like, that's Jordan Adler. Wow. Like, that's Jordan Adler. Dad, it's Jordan Adler. And like, now I'm friends with, it's just the journey of progression through giving value and not quitting. Is, it's, it's magical where it takes you. It's yeah, really good. Turning your heroes into your friends. So that's possible it. for everybody listening to this call right now. We yeah. were just talking about right before we started, you love podcasting and you're going to start taking podcasting super to the next level next year or this year, you mentioned. Because mm-hmm. it's just so powerful. Having amazing conversations with people it's just the next level, you know? And I, and I, I just love, um, like, my, your podcast is another level because, you, you mean, you have the setup, you have it all going on. I actually use, I use podcasting in a bit of a selfish way, which actually ends up being an unselfish thing. So I use it to document everything that I've got going on. So, for example... Um, I spoke at GoPro for the second time, which is obviously a big generic network marketing event, the biggest one in the world. And I was very, very grateful to be asked there to be the second for the second time, especially as a generic speaker. It's kind of rare that that happens. And I was like, I was filled with emotion. Like, I can't believe that this is happening. So I thought, I've got to capture this right now. So I was in Las Vegas. I was at the hotel. I was in the room. Uh, I just woke up. I got my phone out and I literally held my phone right next to my voice and went, hey, 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 everyone, Fraser Brooks here, da, 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 and just documented my, my feelings. And as a result, people were inspired and they, they were messaging me back after they listened to it, saying that they, they couldn't believe how raw it was and they could tell that I was, I'd just woken up the day before I had to speak um, to do it. And I, I love that because I would never go live after just waking up. 
And it's it, the engagement of podcasts is just ridiculously incredible. Yeah, the um, authenticity factor right there yeah. you're mentioning. Exactly, man. Yeah, like it's just it's so much. E- I mean, I, I promote authenticity, right? In terms of like, it's your number one weapon. Um, everyone's got it. It's actually the easiest thing for you to do, but probably the hardest thing for you to actually do is at the same, at the same time. And for me, I just find that it just requires no preparation. It's just bang, gone, let's go, audio. For sure. Uh-huh. I, f- I find it fascinating how in our, inside of our human DNA, right, we always want to be perfect. And we're always getting so up in our own heads that the video is not great. The post isn't great. And whatever it is about the camera, it's not working. There's a million things that are going wrong. And so we don't move forward and we don't proceed. But all we're craving to do is see other humans be superhuman, you know, rolling out of bed in their jammies, like being normal, mm-hmm. like the kids are running around, like, I get you, you get me that mm-hmm. that factor and it takes so much kind of courage and strength just to decide that I'm going to just not give an f and I'm just going to be myself to my full degree and that's what people eat up but it's tough it's tough to get to a point in your life where you're comfortable being yourself you know it made it so funny cuz you just mentioned you said two words there um which I have like this philosophy like this principle I have a few mottos on like life rules that I follow and you said the words courage and decide so for me I tell people you've got to make a decision you've got to commit to the decision and then you've got to have the courage to actually execute on what you've decided and committed on and a lot of people decide to be authentic they they commit that's it I'm gonna be committed I'm gonna be I'm gonna be authentic but they don't have the courage to actually do it probably my favorite example uh, and the woman probably doesn't realize how much she impacted people as much as she actually did. But it was the woman who was outside. I don't know what store it was in America, but she had it. She was in her car and she had the Chewbacca mask. And she wore the Chewbacca mask and she was like laughing her head off doing the Chewbacca. You remember it? You I remember. remember. Yeah. That went so like, viral. It went so viral. But in reality, it was because she was being a thousand percent herself. And she was doing stuff that, Everyone kind of does. Like, whether we admit it or not, we all go and we go buy a mask. We don't buy that mask, but we, we buy silly stuff. We sit in our car, we try it on, and we're like, this is absolutely ridiculous, this, but it's hilarious at the same time. She just videoed, she just videoed it. Um, so, yeah, I'm a, bit, a big fan of, of, of the word, big, big fan of the word courage. I think that is, it's vital. It's vital just taking that leap, taking that jump, having the courage to understand that you're going to have, you're going to have haters. One of my favorite public speakers is a guy called TD T. D. Jakes. Um, I absolutely love him. And he says that you've got to have the courage to act outwardly on what you see inwardly. And I, I just, I think when he's, every time he says that I have to stop it, pause it, rewind it and listen to it again, because he, it's just so true. Most people, they have this incredible vision for themselves, but they ain't prepared. They ain't prepared to make the first step. It's kind of crazy. So crazy. Mm-hmm. It is though, right? It's just, it's just you got to take that leap. But, you know, if I look back in where, when I started in my journey, I can understand why people don't take the leap. It's, it's crazy. It's scary, but it's crazy. It's, it's just, yeah, it's... Uh, well, once you start building and scaling a team and it becomes not just about you, 
you hit this new level because all of a sudden people that you love, care, trust that love, care, and trust you are now deciding their future on your actions. Mm -hmm. And that's just a new level of leadership. And that's kind of like the whole phrase, every level has a new devil. So some people can eat that up. Some people get destroyed by it. But typically, you know, if they do get destroyed by it, they recover and recoup. I mean, I've mm -hmm. seen that in our, in our own startup, just growing. You know, I was the first non-founder with uh, Chewy back in the time, now Trueface. And now we're a team of 16 people. And just oh, wow. seeing, you know, how, how myself and the founders have just really changed over the past five years to where we're at now. It's crazy. It's just night and day. But, you know, when you make that commitment to start a business or become an online marketer or for you write a book or you have to just try and you have to just send it. And a lot of the time, the people that are at the top, the Fraser Brooks inside of your industry, you know, the people that are at the top of their game, they're very much just like you and I. They're very cool. They're very similar and they're very helpful. And they're down to help you. And they're just, like I always say, like, there's so much, there's people right now that are living your dream that are way less qualified and way less passionate, way less good looking and way less this, 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 that are doing it. And mm -hmm. we're sitting on our faces thinking, what if, what if, what if, what if? So mm -hmm. I applaud you for getting into that. And I think my first yeah. talk with you was through your thing, Ninja Networker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. what, was, what was the ninja networker so me, me, me a friend of mine he approached me um and he said like hey i see you like you build businesses using facebook do you use profiles or business pages and i said profiles he was like great i build all my businesses using ads and i would love to be able to build organically now for those people who might be listening who are who you know own, own businesses and run run traffic through um through social media I love running ads because I'm in full control of the scaling process, but I love organic because it's free and you're not in control of the scaling process. So you could literally do a piece of content and you have no idea you have tons of sales coming in and you're like, Whoa, hang on a minute. Um, so he comes to me, he says like, you're really good at the organic stuff. I'm really good at the free stuff. Uh, sorry, the paid stuff. Do you want to do like a value swap? I was like, all right, cool. Let's, let's have like a call and see how we can help each other. So I just gave him some tips. He gave me some tips and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm still not doing ads. I lose money every time I turn them on. He was like, all right, cool. How about we, we do a webinar and we just give value. Now these were in the day. This was like just over, this was probably about three years ago where webinars weren't as they're flipping massive. Now everyone's flipping doing them, but Back then, there, was, there wasn't that many people doing them, or if they were, they weren't advertising it as much as they are now. So we decided to do one. It was introduction, me do 20 minutes of value, him do 20 minutes of value, and then five minutes of, all right, guys, go have fun. There was no call to action, no upsell, no offer, no nothing. Anyway, we had 28 people on that first one, which makes me think it's so funny. We had 28 people on that first one. And someone came to us and messaged us and said, that was unbelievable. What's next? And we were like, uh, at this stage, I'd made a decision in 2017 that I was just going to give value. I was not going to be in the industry of network marketing. I was just going to give value to give back to see if it was something I could fall in love with. And that was this process was in March 2017. And we decided, you know what, let's... Let's create something that people can actually buy. And I'm like, oh, 
I don't know if I want to be doing this. I don't know if I want to be selling courses. I don't, I like, I don't know. I just don't, you I don't know. icky feeling. Yeah. I didn't want to be, oh, he's another person trying to be like Eric Warray. You know, like, I, but then I started to think about it. I thought, hang on a minute. Bob Heilig, um, Todd Falcone, um, obviously Ray Higdon, Eric Warray. I'm thinking, those guys are all American. And I'm thinking, everyone, you, all you Americans think that everyone's like you guys. And, and some people do. And they ain't. Like, us Brits, we are completely different. Like, we'll be the ones at a hotel meeting with our arms crossed. And we won't stand up unless literally someone has saved the planet. Right? Mm-hmm. Whereas you go to an event, like you go to GoPro, everyone's like on their feet and giving standing innovations just to welcome people up because you're such a contributed and such a giving nation. Um, we aren't. And in fact, America, you go to... Yeah, I'll tell you something a little bit later. My identifications about Americans versus everywhere else, which is amazing for America and embarrassing for everyone else. But um, but yeah, so so he said like, well, what should we call it? Three point seven seconds later, I said the Ninja Networker. I don't know why. Have no idea why. I think it was probably to be fair. It was probably because everyone kind of says, oh you've got some ninja hacks, you've got some ninja skills, you've got some ninja tips. And I thought, the ninja networker, and then the classic one comes, isn't it? When you go on GoDaddy or, you know, Namecheap or whatever, and you go, oh yeah, you type it in, the ninja networker.com, enter. It's going to be taken. Oh, it's available. It's available. No. <laughs> so I say to Vincenzo, I said like, we've got to get this. And he's like, do you think it's a good name? I was like, I reckon it's great. So we bought the name, started things up, started building community, gave ridiculous amount of value, um, fine-tuned the messaging based on feedback, which I'm a huge fan. Feedback is everything to me. Um, and then, yeah, we, we just, it's just been growing, man. And it's uh, been, been a crazy, crazy, crazy few years. So with the, ninja, with the Ninja Networker, it's so cool because, like, I don't know, that's like a type of name that, is just cool it's dope yeah. but at the same time i think a lot of us listening can think of a cool name you know what i mean but mm-hmm. everyone has a great idea the execution is where everyone like 98 percent of people fall mm-hmm. your execution was fantastic so you create yeah. this name and then i think you were doing like i don't know if it was sms but you're doing through facebook messenger through these bots like what was the experience like working with these bots yeah, so I, I remember getting a bot. I don't even remember. I don't actually remember who it was from. But I got this message and I was like, hey, I don't, I'm, hey, that's weird. It seems like a weird message, this. Clicked on the person it was sent by to obviously go check out their profile. And it was from a business page. And I thought, hang on, a business page can't send me a message unless I've sent them a message. Like they'd have to reply. And I was like, it, it was proper confusing me. I was thinking, something's not right here. Honestly, it took me six weeks of searching everything. Like I didn't know that there was not the term, the term messenger bot was not a thing then. So I ended up finding this company, it was many, many chat, the messenger bot company. Um, back then when it started, it had a form that you had to fill in to tell them what sector you're in. And I said, other network marketing. I got a message from one of the guys saying, oh, network marketing, we'd be interested to have a conversation with them, with you. Had a conversation with the guys there. I, as far as I'm aware, they said that I would become the first network marketer to use ManyChat and Messenger bots. And for the first year of using it, it was magical because no one knew. 
what messenger bot messenger bot marketing was they had no idea um the guys who built some of my bots uh went on to build tony robbins dean graziosi and russell brunson's bot for their recent launch of uh, mastermind.com um which is just no, it's just crazy the number of experts that have come from it um but it was a great experience of understanding that you cannot mass market effectively people understand that it's not a personal message and they get sometimes they get offended um i've never had more messages of people giving me swear words than i have with messenger marketing um but you're the but, type of person that tries everything and see what works and that's growth yeah. hacking at its at its finest mate execution is like people call me box off brooks meaning like if you've got a box a bunch of boxes to tick i'll do them all um, you know what, something that really interests me about what you were messaging earlier about, you know, I'm looking at all these big industry leaders and I'm thinking, you know, why me? Or, you know, it's already full. It's already done. There's no room. I think a lot of times we look at people and we, we get the comparitis. We start, you know, comparing ourselves cheek to cheek with all these other people that we want to be. And it really stops us from moving forward. But I think it's really this art of identifying where your value prop lives. Mm -hmm. Like what value can you bring that someone else can bring? Like, for example, say you're just starting off building a business or whatever. There's one thing that always, always works, no matter how good your product is or whatever. And it comes down to service. Mm -hmm. If you compare yourself to somebody that has 10,000 customers and you only have five, well, you can offer much better service than those 10,000 people, you know, than the other person can. Mm -hmm. And that right there is should empower people to feel like, listen, I can do this. And I love that thousand true customer thing. Because yeah. it's like, we always get it twisted that you got to be a Fraser Brooks that's, you know, getting, you know, 5,000 views on every video now, which is amazing, mm -hmm. dude. Congratulations. But you know, you only need a thousand real customers to build a business. Uh, that's, that's like huge and impactful. What are your thoughts on that? hundred percent, man. Like for me, I actually, I step back and I love the internet marketing space. Like I look, I, I, network marketing is in every single part of my body. If you cut my wrist, network marketing comes out. Like it's, it's just in me. Um, I, I believe in it with every single, every single fiber in my body, every single vibration, every single piece in between, everything is just network marketing. But I like to look at the internet marketing because it, baffles me how the marketers build and a lot of them build through polarized views uh, to get attention i couldn't disagree with that more in my space so i thought i could quite easily go in and go and do a video about like network marketing is pyramid selling right and then everyone be like whoa i've not heard a network marketer say that before but then I just go, I've just gone and lost every single relationship that I can ever build because network marketing is built on people, right? So it's not reliant on ads, it's reliant on people. So if I go out there and I, and I basically say, hey, I know, how, I know you've heard this one before. Here is, here is how you object. This, here is how you deal with that objection. I win, not just the little guy, the guys at the bottom in terms of the guys just starting, but I also win the companies who go, it's good that this guy is saying that. He's giving our team training for free and then he's, you know, he's giving value on the front end and then he's, he's doing his offer on the back end. Me doing that has got me on the stage of close to half of the top 50 companies in network marketing 
Um, and, and not just that, but the trust and respect and uh, the kind of loyalty as well from, from a lot of the leaders in the network marketing space by not going through the polarized view and trying to get attention and win fans that way, but just going, you know what? I'm just going to give value and I'm going to help everyone, whether they buy, buy from me or not. Um, people who buy from me, it's more like a donation of the value that they've already had. Um, and then obviously you just, you, as you say, you deliver on what you promise. You, you give good service. If someone has a question, whether that's included in the offer or not, you give them the answer of the question, not, oh, you have to pay more for you to unlock that level of accessibility. Like, no, you know, like just, just help them out. They're looking for help. They're not going to, they're not going to promote them to, again, it's understand. It's really understanding your market and creating something and delivering on something as you're standing as that person, not as you think they think, actually as they are. Um, yeah. Crazy. I think a big thing that's stopping people from getting to where you're at right now is that they haven't really identified what their core values are. And you yeah. seem to be this person that has just masterfully figured out who you are going to show up as no matter what. And mm -hmm. before you show up, you run through who that person should be and then you show up accordingly. I recently mm -hmm. did this brand guideline work with one of my good friends, Dan, who's been helping me and doing some consulting with me. And he, we, we talked through like what my brand values were and what the voice and tone is moving forward with this thing I'm working on. Mm -hmm. And it's really changed the way I think about things. Like how many people have actually went to the whiteboard and defined who you are as a person and how you are going to show up as a person and then became so like hypercritical of making sure you show up as that single person. I mean, that is so important just to remind ourselves how we need to be. And by mm -hmm. painting that picture, I think it allows us to really get much more accurate about who we're trying to influence and who we're trying to help. So for you, yeah. you picked this niche of network marketing. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people on this call, a lot of people listening to this podcast are going to have a completely different niche, whether yeah. they're into pond building or whether they're into, nice. you know, whatever it is, I, I could think of a million different ways, but you have to pick that niche and ride with it. But mm -hmm. if you don't have the niche, you can still do things to uncover the niche. Actually, one of the biggest reasons I started this podcast was I didn't know what my niche was, you know? And I just wanted to meet amazing people of things that I found interesting to hopefully one day be so inspired that I take it and sends me off into my niche. You know, I take a niche flight. Yeah. I recommend everyone do something like that. Just start, mm -hmm. get going. What would you recommend to the people that are right on the fence of mm -hmm. jumping into their, their first maybe part-time deal or even yeah. jumping into entrepreneurship for the first time? Yeah, it's fun because like a lot of people in this situation, they come to me and they go, I'm stuck because I can't figure out my branding. But they, they, they constantly say it like, I can't figure out my branding, what it's going to be. So therefore, I don't know the name of my logo. So I can't get a logo created. And then I can't get a website name because they all seem to be taken. And then I can't get the photographers done, build the website. And then I'm like, screw that. Like, get, forget all this. For me, it's a very simple equation. It's target market plus posting plan equals branding message. That's all it is. So you just have to get really clear on who your target market is. Who's your target market? You, your target, you're your target market. If you're a single, if you're a single 20 year old man, your target market shouldn't really be 50 year old married women. Like it just shouldn't. If you're a 50 year old married woman, your target market should probably also be 40 to 60 year old 
married women or just women in general. So what do you post about? Do you post about being a bachelor? No. You post about things that you love to post about because that's what's going to attract your target market and how the algorithms work is your message will create your audience and then with time you'll get the engagement. And if that's actually an acronym I call MATE, right? So being a Brit, um, I use the word mate a lot. Mating is in like not when two animals meet and all that sort of stuff. But mating, it could be, well, it can be too, but mate is in like, you're my mate, right? So M is message, A is audience, T is timing, and E is, e, e is um, engagement. And I think it just takes you just doing it. Doing something is always going to be better than doing absolutely nothing. And if I was to tell you guys listening that I did 39, sorry, 38 different brands before I found the Ninja Networker, you probably wouldn't believe me. Um, but I actually created 38 different logos for different ideas before I ended up finding and running with the Ninja Networker. What's up, party people? This is a quick commercial break to announce the winner of this week's $50 gift certificate. Congratulations to P. Murray 1632 You are our winner, so shoot me a direct message to collect your prize. As a reminder, each podcast episode, we will be giving out $50 to a random listener of the podcast who does two things. First, leaves our show a podcast review on iTunes, and second, shares this podcast episode on their Instagram story. Remember to tag me on Instagram at Len Jones so I can reshare your posts and celebrate you on my timeline. Now, let's jump back. Back into this podcast with Frazier. And it was the best thing I ever did. Like 38. 38, yeah. Ignitability was probably the second best one. Um, and Ignitability, that was Ignitability, that's pretty ignite. cool. Ignite. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was the ability to set your business on fire. But then something held me back because someone said, What? So if I work with you, my business is gonna go up in flames. Oh, I don't want I don't want it burning down. And I was like, Oh no. All right, scrap that one. <laughs> I, because I was listening to the negativity because I was closer to the negative side of my life than more than I was the positive side of my life. And that's a lot of people have that battle in their head because the people we're closest to tend to be negative because they, there's that saying people won't support you until they see, um, until they see strangers celebrate you. And it, it's just so flipping true, whether it's in network marketing or other areas of entrepreneurship, you're always going to get that. When are you going to get a real job? And it's like, I don't want a real job. I want to create jobs. Um, but people just don't, yeah, people just don't get it, man. What it's were like, the acronyms for that again? I really like that. I got the A was audience and E was engagement. But what does mate go for? Message. Message. So what's the message you're putting out? Audience, timing, en engagement. Yeah, because if you, if you talk about dogs, if you, if you look at it, if you really look at social media, you go, right, how are they making money? through ads. So when you're doing ads, you have to then obviously create the ad, that's fine, but then you have to create the target market. So who are you gonna run the ads to? So let's say we have a dog collar business, right? We have a dog collar business, so our target market are dogs. So now Facebook have gotta find everyone on Facebook who live in America, who are aged 35 to 45, because that's the parameters we set, who like dogs. How the flipping heck do they do that? Well, if you go onto social media and you like a photo of a dog, guess what? You like dogs, right? If you like, a if you like a photo of a cat, guess what? You're in the cat lover category. So if I constantly post about loving dogs, guess what? All the suggested people, everyone else who loves dogs, I'm going to be in their suggested friends box. And then if I have a full audience of dogs and I post about a cat, am I going to get engagement? No. 
If I post, keep posting about dogs, I build an audience of dogs, I keep posting about dogs, posting about dogs, posting about dogs, eventually the timing is going to fall into place where they engage and go, the dog post photos that you've been posting are flipping awesome. Do you have a group? Right? And then it, it, it's so simple, but people just, they, get, they dilute their energy and their efforts by talking about absolutely everything, including what they eat for their dinner. No one wants to know that on the public time timeline and feed, right? It's yeah. It, 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 I go on a rant. I go on a rant, and it might sound like I'm coming across like I'm a you know, but I'm just very passionate about this because I know it's the reason why so many people fail, and I hate seeing them fail. What with all the success, I think mm. that people resonate with the bad times much more than the good times. Oh yeah. And I'm curious inside of this journey for you, was there that you know you said you went through 38 brands. But what was like the dark times for you? I mean, did you hit some times where you really truly didn't believe this was me? And when you look back, you're like, wow, that really was a turning point in my life. I could have sunk or swim. Is there yeah, anything bro. you could share on that? Yeah, it's actually probably a bit different to what other people would share. So I've been very fortunate in my life that I've been able, able to identify the best mentors for myself. Uh, and I've been very, very fortunate that I've had the courage, coming back to that word, I've had the courage enough to approach those people and say like, hey, can you, can you mentor me? Like, I'm, I'm 100% coachable. I'll do whatever you say. Even if, I don't dis if, even if I don't agree with it, I'll do it if that's the right thing for me to do for the long-term, obviously, benefit of impact and obviously personal growth. So my, one of my, probably my darkest time, and probably darkest is the wrong, wrong way of me saying it, but one of my toughest times was actually when I when I'd received the biggest amount of commission that I'd earned from doing what I'm doing. And I remember looking at it and going, it should be, it should be 10 times more than that. And it wasn't, from an in, it wasn't from an ego point of view. It was because I was looking at myself and where I was on my journey and the fact that literally everyone who's known in network marketing was approaching me and coming at me and asking me questions. And I'm thinking, yeah, I should, that, that doesn't reflect, that does not reflect the value that I'm giving. So I started to question the whole value game. I started to question the whole, well, hang on. Everyone says the more value you give, the more, you know, that whole direct correlation between the more people you help, you know, the more, the more you're going to get back as a result, you know, help enough people get what they want. You're going to get what you want. And I was thinking this, nah, this doesn't work. This is just a load of rubbish. I'm, I'm stopping. I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop giving value. And I, back then when I was having this moment, I was so consistent because every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. UK time, on my personal profile, I'd do a Facebook Live. And it was Tuesday, 8.30 p.m. And I was like, nah, I'm not doing live. Not doing a live. Not doing a live. Like, that's it. Nah, I'm not doing it. It's just not worth it. I'm giving all this value out. People are taking it, going away, but they're not, it's not coming back. There's just no point in me doing it. And my dad, who was my third, well, he was technically my second mentor, um, but the person who taught me everything I know, really, uh, very fortunate to have, have a close relationship with him is he basically said, if you don't do it, like what's going to happen? I said, well, they've got all the other video. And I was getting really like aggressive, not aggressive, but like grumpy in a way. Like, oh, well, you know, and he said, do one more. Go on, just do one more. And he knows that if you dare me to do something, I'll do it. Hence why my book's called I Dare You. So like, you, dare, you know, I dare you to do it. Go on. And I was like, oh, all right, okay, I'll do one more. And I did one more. And I don't know if people could sense an energy shift. I don't even, I don't, you know what? I don't even know what episode number it was that I did. I should probably go back and find it. But 
after that, something happened. Don't know why. Don't know why. But the commission just all of a sudden just leapt to like three new levels. And it then became a conversation of then me starting to self-sabotage myself of, ah, oh, no, no, this is growing. No, 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 I'm not ready for this. This is, this is growing too much. I shouldn't be doing this much. This is not, I've not given that much value away. It was weird. It was really weird. But if it wasn't for my mentor, my dad saying, do it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had the breakthrough. I would have just stopped and then I wouldn't have had that breakthrough I had. So weird, really kind of a weird, dark place because financially I was flipping, I was doing amazing. But I suppose you could say spiritually or mentally, maybe, I was, I was really confused with the whole game of giving value, you know. The, um, the word that comes up when you say that is the word deserving. And yeah. it's so interesting that well, I went to GoPro as well and I was listening in and, you know, met you for the first time there, which was great. You absolutely crushed it, dude. Fantastic. You just relate so well with people. That's but fine. it's just like that, that feeling of, of feeling that you deserve it. Like that's probably one of the hardest things for a lot of people to comprehend because like you might be going from making a few thousand dollars a month to the next thing you know, you're making 30, 40, $50,000 a month. And you're yeah. looking at your check and you're looking at yourself and you, you really ask yourself, am I worth this? And I think that that right there will separate the biggest from the smallest. I mean, deciding your worth is one of probably the hardest things to do without sacrificing ego. Because I mean, there's a really fine line between being an egotistical douchebag and somebody that knows themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, mate. 100%. It's, um, it, it's, it's just conversations, you know? It's like... I was, I was recently, again, I don't, I hate name dropping, but it just, it gives the context. So for the network marketers out there, they'll know who he is because he's like the godfather. For the non-network marketers, they won't know who he is, most likely. But um, I've become really, throughout this process, I've become really good friends with Eric Warwick. So we, 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 we text back and forth, usually once every one or two weeks, just catching up on different things. And I was at his house recently. It was in October. Um, at October 2019, and me and my, my fiance were at his house. It was me, him, Marina, his wife, obviously, and uh, and him, and, and like some of his family. We had dinner together, and he said he he didn't really value who himself until about seven years ago. Now the guy is mid fifties, great. Like his value he gives is insane. It's so good, but. He didn't, but he didn't value himself and appreciate his worth until he was 47, 48 years old. And he said the moment he did, everything changed. Everything changed. And I'd, I'd kind of got over that before he'd mentioned that to me, but it validated. And I believe you need to find the answer and then you need to validate it yourself. And then you need to get external validation to really solidify it. I know it's up to you to determine where you want to get to. But when you get that external validation, it, it super glues everything down. It just really does. And since then, I have charged more for my talks. Uh, I have charged more for my courses. I have charged more for my time. And it, it's, it's been insane. It's, it's been, it's been incredible. And I, I've got to a situation where I'm like, no, I, I deserve this. I do. You know, I still, I still look back and go like, I can't believe this is the life I'm living, but I've got myself into a situation like, no, no, that's a good reflection. And if I want to get more, I need to give more value. 
I've become addicted to the game of giving value, like, hence why we're doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah, amen to that. I love the word reflection you just mentioned because yeah. reflection is one of the quickest ways for us to solve what we screwed up in the first place. If you could mm-hmm. go back in time and maybe talk to yourself, maybe just after, uh, you know, whether you went to school or not or whatever, if you could talk to the former you and mention one, two or three things that you wish that you could have implemented or heard that could have saved you a ton of time, money, heartache, headache, et cetera. And it can't be like, I wouldn't say anything because every pot, every negative makes me who I am today, which, you know, like one out of three people will say, and I respect it, but for the sake of exercise, what do you think are some lessons that you wish you could have known for that 20 year old listening right now to this podcast that mm. wants to build their business and wants to step into the greatness? What do you wish that you had done that you're doing now? Probably the first thing that comes to mind is the Chinese proverb, the best, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The next best time to plant a tree is now. Uh, if, I, if, I could, if I could have my time again, I would have started faster, sooner, and I would have gone harder. Like, I, I just, I started, I started the journey of entrepreneurship when I was 21 years old. I dabbled in it for two years. I semi-dabbled it for two years after that. And then I, I started to put the effort in for a few years. And then three years ago, I was like, nah, I'm going all in. I'm going to go so all in that I will lose. And if I lose, I'm gonna have learned so flipping much that next time, the second time I do it, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna nail it. And I didn't lose the first time around, just it didn't come. So it would, it would definitely be, as soon as you hear the opportunity to do something, just do it, especially if you're in your 20s. I think Gary Vaynerchuk does a quite a good... I mean, I'm not a huge Gary V fan, not a huge one. I like tuning into his stuff from time to time. I'm not like, you know, like an addict to his, to his content. But I think he's, he's the one who says your 20s are made for you to mess up. Like you, the 20s are there for you to just go figure it out and just if you mess it up, doesn't matter. You've got plenty of time. And I just wish that I did that because I had the chance when I was 18 to get involved and I didn't. So I'm technically three and a half years behind. So if I look at how much money I earn a year, I am millions of dollars behind where I should be, which therefore then makes me think, mm, if I could have got that, you know, that few million, how many lives could I have impacted? I've, I've, technically, when you really peel it back, you waiting is actually like suffocating other people. You think about in Africa or you think in the poorer parts in the Latin America, the South America regions or parts of Asia, you literally not getting started. When you are 40, 50, 60 years old and you have got money coming out of everywhere, the best thing, the only thing you have really to do is give it back and you give it back and more comes back because you understand the the, the law of giving, um, you'll get started right now, but you don't have a crystal ball. So it's crazy. You got to borrow someone else's. The best way, the best time, that, that plant reference is huge. It's like, don't compare your chapter one to chapter 20, but start chapter one today. And then what's really, I I think this is really interesting as well, is that in the podcast game and and just building your, your business, there's a lot of times where you'll, you'll end up meeting with a creator or something that might be maybe the same size as you or the same influence level as you, but together you stick with these people. If you build friendships now 
what happens is two, three, four, five years down the road, those friendships are going to also evolve. And your, your friend that you reached out to, to do a Facebook live with, or to get into a business with you might end up becoming the next founder of Canva or the next yep. big deal. So like I, like one of my good friends, Sky, um, this female Sky, I have, a, I have a guy Sky and female Sky. Guy Sky okay. helps produce the podcast, female Sky. She runs this channel called Sky Life. It's all about health and wellness. And I mean, I, I guarantee she's going to be one of the largest YouTubers on the planet in three to five years. I mean, she's just absolutely incredible. But I line myself with, you know, her as a, as a good friend. And, you know, we try to get lunch twice, once every two weeks. And she always is just giving the most amazing value to me by getting me to step outside my comfort zone. This girl has every event, like she knows every event in LA, all these people that are doing stuff and she's always inviting me. And I'm so grateful because at these events, I learn so much. I meet new people. I step outside of my comfort zone, but it all starts with surrounding myself with her because she's pushing me to do stuff. So I challenge everybody, look mm -hmm. at your circle. Are they encouraging you to do new things? Because I love what you mentioned. You said, if you go in it to lose, you're expecting to lose. You're okay with losing. Mm -hmm. Well, let me expect that wrong. If you're okay with losing, you end up winning, you yeah. know, because you're not scared of the haters and you're not scared of losing. And that, that's it, man. And I remember, I remember when my dad, he took me to the casino when I was 18 years old. And like in the UK, you can be 18 to gamble and like beat and drink and all that sort of stuff. He took me there and he said, listen, I'm going to give you a first lesson. You're going to want to come here. You want, you're going to want to drink. You're going to want to smoke. You're going to want to gamble because you've seen it in the movies. It looks like fun. But here's the thing. If you, here's the one promise I want you to make. Well, there was two promises. Never wear anything Burberry. Like he never, he said like, I don't want you to ever wear anything Burberry. I don't know why. He just, that was his rule. And the second, there was literally no reason uh, why it would Burberry the brand. And then uh, the second reason was if you ever go into a casino, never take any more than you can, than, you, than you're happy losing. That was his rule. And I remember taking that philosophy again in, in entrepreneurship. Like I will put in as much as I can to lose because it's kind of the different, it works a different way. Your time, you just kind of, you know, every day it's a new day, it's a new day, it's a new day, it's a new day. With, with, um, with the money, it, it's not, it, it, it's over. And for me, I look at networking as the most valuable thing you can ever do. Giving value is second, but networking is number one, the best, because the bigger your network, I know they say the bigger your network, the bigger your network, but the bigger your network is the bigger your net is. For you to basically just eventually, if you can cover the world with a net, um, you eventually will be able to be linked with the most incredible people on the planet. For example, um, being friends with and giving value has led me to situations where I'm able to network and people recognize you because you're like, oh, you're that, you're that English guy who does Facebook lives. Oh, you're that network marketing guy who does this by giving value has enabled me to leverage. If I was just giving value and then sat at home and didn't get out, I would not be where I am today. But networking again got me in touch with Eric and then Eric invited me to his home recently and his friend Harvey McKay was there. Now, I'm, I'm an English guy, right? So I didn't know too much about this dude. So I go to the toilet, I go on the internet and I type in Harvey McKay and I'm like, whoa, this guy sold like 10 million books. He owns like a printing and mailing companies like 80 something years old anyway someone grabs my hand and says fraser you're really good at facebook ads i need to see if you can do me a favor said meet harvey harvey's written written seven books two or three of them have got to um new york best selling like best sellers 
like, hey, Harvey, nice to meet you. He said, hey, Fraser, nice to meet you. I've heard some great things. I'm like, what the hell? Can we get a photo? And I'm like, I've just been Googling this guy in the toilet. He says, a few of them says, come downstairs where it's a little bit quiet. We've got something we need to ask you. And I'm thinking, what the flipping heck's going on here? I then do a live video with Harvey McKay promoting his next book, which comes out in like two days, helping it to get to a New York bestseller book. And we'll find out with all the pre-orders and all that in like two or three days if it's going to be a New York Times bestselling book. But I'm like, ha, and he, as a result, he sends me a huge box with all his books that he's written and he signs them all saying, thank you so much for your contribution and, and helping me promote this book. And I'm like, I didn't know this guy, but because I've given value and I've networked, I've got in this situation where people know the value I give and the skill that I have to be able to help someone else give value to other people in their lives. And then talk about fulfillment. There ain't nothing, there's nothing that can fulfill you more than, than that. That's just, amazing. Dude, that is mm -hmm. such a great story. And it yeah. started off with you just finding, finding a way to add value. Who would have thought, you know, who would have thought you'd be with Harvey now, you know, looking back a year ago, could you even picture that? Nah, nah, like no, no chance. I mean, I think it's Tony Robbins who says, I get, I get this wrong every time I say it. I heard it such a long time ago from him. He says, you, you overestimate what you can do in a year and you underestimate what you can do in 10 years. Some people say five years, but you can underestimate in 10 years. That statement is just, there's not much more true than that statement especially if you actually get to work. Um, I, I remember when bed, I, yes. Oh man, when I started entrepreneurship, it was like, it was, if I could just make, and I, seriously, if I could just make an extra $300 a month, and a lot of people won't say network marketing is entrepreneurship. It's a form of entrepreneurship. It's chicken entrepreneurship, right? When I mean like you, you're still risking your time. You're not risking much money because it doesn't cost much money, but you're dipping <laughs> toe into the work. Yeah, it's like, you know, um, but you're not risking hundreds of thousands of dollars, but you are risking your time. So it is a form of network It is a form of entrepreneurship. But $300, I was like, right, $300, if I could just make that. Like, and then it got to, if I could just make $3,000 a month, it means I would not have to go get a job for the rest of my life. I'd, you know, I could play FIFA and watch Netflix. Back then it, was, it wasn't Netflix, but I could just you know, chill out, watch box sets and all this. And I'd, you know, it'd be cool, it'd be fun. Like, I, wouldn't need, I don't need too much, I'm a simple guy. Um, and now I look back at that and I'm like, why why did i limit myself so much why why did i why did i have such a closed mind to to unlimited possibilities because they're genuinely in the world we live in there is no limit no limit to what what you can reach and as a result if you think long term the the impact that you can have on the world by making the world a better place so generations can live in 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 the best times that's ever been and not instead of the worst times has ever been you're dropping golden nuggets like the golden goose right now. I mean, this is great. <laughs> Listening to this, I'm going to have to re-listen to this a few times just to really comprehend these things. Because while recording a podcast, your mind's moving so many times, it's almost like you're not digesting it. Um, but as the listener, I have to be a listener sometimes in my own podcast because I need to really comprehend it. And one thing you said, like it is, up, like the network, it's everything. It's everything. Because it's going to increase your net opportunities. And I think a lot of people here just need a new opportunity. I mean, so much people are, have just been doing the same thing for so long. Their brain isn't challenged. They know they're capable of more, but they don't know where the opportunities are going to come from. And the quickest way to increase your opportunities is to increase your network. Reach out, send the risky text, 
Stop sending the risky text to, you know, the opposite sex to date. Start sending the risky text to the entrepreneur, the mentor, the person inside of your niche that you dream of becoming. Because guess what? Chances are they'll reply. You know, when I shot a message, for example, to Frazier, you know, I said, what if, what if I end up getting on a podcast with Frazier? What if we end up becoming homies? And what if two to three years down the line, like it becomes one of the best decisions of, of both of our lives? Who knows? And now here we are rocking the pod. We mm-hmm. out here. Life is pod, good, pod. you know? So I challenge everybody to send those messages, send that out, increase your network and figure out how things are going to work. And you have been a master at, at building your network and, and everything. So, I mean, everything you've said here has been so valuable, but if there is anything else that you would love for the, the audience to share, that's going to make them step into their power, take action and just stop living, living life uh, with small thinking. Well, piggybacking on what you've just said, um, I was grateful enough that one of my mentors, probably my fourth or fifth mentor, I'm a bit, I love mentors. Like it's just a way to shortcut success. One of my fourth or fifth mentors was a woman called Laurel Langemeyer. She was on the, for those of you who've watched The Secret documentary, uh, she was on there. She's also known as a millionaire maker, um, made the most number of, as a, as a female, so there's no one else on the planet who's made more millionaires than she has. She's a really great person. She obviously was on. She 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 was obviously on the law. Uh, the um, the secret, which is all about law of a uh, law of um, law of attraction. I love the law of attraction, but successfully is clues right. The word action is in the word attraction. You can't control your destiny through the law of attraction because it can take you 10, 20, 30 years for the right opportunity to come across you. But by taking action, you can get what you want next week. So if I was you. I would think about mentors or entrepreneurs who you know. And again, send that risky text to see if you can buy them dinner. Don't abuse people by expecting them to do everything for you. Use them, right? People are there to be used in a good way, not abused. So say like, hey, can I like, can I like take you out for some coffee or like, can I grab a coffee and bring it to your workplace and just have a five, 10, 15 minute conversation with you? I just want to soak up and just soak up everything. If you think you're too cool for that, Good luck being cool because cool ain't going to pay the bills, right? I've learned that real fast, right? So take action. Obviously, visualize, set activity-based goals, not results-based goals. Set goals that you know you're in control of um, and go and get that mentor you want or go and get that friend who you can pick up the phone with and say like, hey, hey, friend, like you know, value swap. Value swapping is my favorite thing to do. It's a mastermind. It's a mastermind environment. Um, but you grow so much from it. Don't don't be the only one brainstorming because you just have a storm. I, it's not a good one. Um, yeah, go crush it. Value swap, baby. Love that. Because someone check Love the that. check the URL valueswap.com. That's a freaking doing it now. Doing it now. Doing check it now. It out, Frazier. That thing. Is <laughs> Frazier, how can the people follow you? How can the people can get more Frazier in their life? Uh, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Fraser Brooks, it'll come up. There's not, there's not many with the way I spell it. F R A Z E R. Um, yeah, B R O O K E S is how I spell my name. Value swap for those of you listening. It's three thousand dollars. If anyone wants to make that investment, if you want me to be your mentor, I'm sure you can get that value swap and send it over to me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. No, but yeah, guys, like, feel free if I can help you in any way. Send me a message. I not might not reply straight away, but I will definitely reply at some point. Uh, and just just go make a difference. Remember, it's not about you. 
It's about leaving a legacy to your, to your future self and your future generations, but also the people who are less privileged than me, because trust me, there are people in far worse situations than you can ever imagine. And we're the ones responsible for making a difference to them. There it is. Fraser Brooks dropping nuggets, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We appreciate you until next time, man. All right. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Len Jones Party of Two. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to stay up to date on our new episodes. And remember, hope is not a strategy. Keep making moves. Till next time, peace.